You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Monday, 6 November. The U.S. has changed their clocks. New York will now open 4.30 p.m. our time. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud. MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, chatting with uh, Gary Boyson from Rand Swiss. We're going to touch on those discam results. Revenue up, profits fall, and contrast it to clicks. I don't know. They're both expensive, but uh, discam seemed perhaps a little light compared to clicks. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Attila Kadikoy. Uh, he's from Levantine & Co. The increased revenue. 28 offshore limits. We spoke a month or two ago about why this was bad. He says, no, the increased offshore limits in Reg 28 is very good. Joining with Louis Boerter from Cliff Decker, Hofmeyer, tax implications of the MTBPS of Wednesday last week. What are we likely to see? This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. David Shapiro says a challenge accepted to select 10 stocks that will make you rich next year. Perhaps just richer. Uh, business Day, Nedbank cuts ties with uh, MTN Empowerment Vehicle early this year. Uh, they told shareholders that a dispute had arisen between it and the service provider, Nedbank Private Wealth. Morning markets, US was green, S&P up 0.9%, NASDAQ up 1.2%. Over in the east, it is re- uh, mixed. Sydney has just gone green, up 0.1%. Tokyo down 0.4%. Commodities are mixed. Uh, gold, 1,992. Brent, 85.29. Those are your red. Green is PGMs. Platinum, 937. Palladium, 1,129. Rand is 18.25. Bitcoin, 24,900. Tencent up 3.4% in Hong Kong. And top 40 looking for a green open. 320 points to the upside. That's almost half a percent. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Today now with uh, Gary Boyson from Rand Swiss. Gary, appreciate the early morning. As I said in the intro there, I mean, the, 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 the discam results, which came out Friday ahead of market open, saw the revenue higher, a lot of moving parts in those numbers. Ultimately, profits were slightly lower. Uh, if we contrast it to clicks, it looked a little light, but I mean, both are expensive stocks almost any way you measure it. Yeah, I think I think that's the the correct assessment. Uh, both very very expensive for for what you're getting. Um, yeah, looking at this, Kim. I mean, group revenue are ten percent. Uh, you know, if I look at uh, you know our, our valuation, our forward valuation, I mean, we're expecting earnings even with the slump that we saw now uh, to recover next year, grow about fifteen percent. Uh, full year grow grow seventeen percent. So so decent, uh, but still trading on it at a P of just under twenty two. <laughs> um, you know, clicks as well. You know, we're expecting you know one one and two year out roughly eleven and. 12% earnings growth, but trading at 27 times earnings. So, I mean, you know, very, very expensive if you compare it to international peers. Um, and yeah, I think still, still a lot of execution risk. My, my problem with this game, you know, over the last couple of years has been that uh, obviously as it's come to market, uh, you know, we've got a new management team in place. There's an mm. aggressive growth strategy in place as well. There's a lot, there's an elevated execution risk. There's no question about that. I mean, the share price performance hasn't been great. I mean, over the last five years, we've been down 15%. And I think we're starting to see some of that execution risk coming through. This is a very, very competitive environment. The two are, you know, 
at each other's throats if you look at uh, clicks and discount. And that's great for us as consumers because we get you know low cost and, and, and a great pharmacy rollout. But uh, both now rolling out stores aggressively, clearly part of Discam's plan is to just increase that footprint. Uh, you know, they're trying to follow the Gauteng model and just, you know, basically get more space in every in every other province and i don't know if that's the the, the best way of going about it if you look at international peers uh you know you, you've seen the, the the rise in online and and i don't know if investing in brick and mortar aggressively is the right move but it is also what clicks is doing so clicks you know with 850 stores they're targeting about 1200 stores so this is the strategy that both of them are following and as i said great for us we're gonna have lots of pharmacies yeah. to choose from <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, from an investment point of view, yeah, we do hold clicks. We've held clicks, uh, you know, for for a long time in our local portfolio, and it's, it has been the right move. It's it's up uh, around forty seven percent over the last five years. But I'm starting to get concerned about these valuations, especially uh, as potentially we move into the end of uh, of the the rate cycle as well. Yeah, I take a point in that. And it has has been a, a decent return. But yeah, as you say, they are both expensive. You mentioned offshore. I mean, what's offshore? Is it like a CVS or, or, or one of those? Because there are sort of a similar type or more just general retail. Yeah, so so looking at or generally you can compare to general retail as well. And I mean, if I look locally, general retail looks a lot more lot more exciting. You look at something like Mr. Price at at, a, at ten times earnings, uh, a cash retailer that uh, if you do see interest rates coming down over the next two or three years, could significantly outperform these typically more defensive players. But yeah, what I'm thinking of is CVS Health, absolutely Walgreens Boots Alliance as well. Uh, Walgreens Boots Alliance doesn't currently have earnings, but but uh, CVS, mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at a ten, at ten times earnings uh, offshore. So. <laughs> So a lot cheaper, and, and both have been perennial underperformers. So, you know, and this you kind of take them as the lead uh, in the sector. What are they doing? What, what's happening overseas will happen in South Africa. And if you look at what happened to Walgreens Boots Alliance, it really was just the entry of Amazon into that market. And, yeah. and drug retail in that typical brick-and-mortar store format that, that we rely on so heavily in South Africa uh, has, isn't succeeding overseas. So I think just be careful uh, as an investor going into these two. I take a point. CVS, 10 times earnings in that in dollars. Uh, that, that is way cheap compared to the locals. We'll leave that there. Gary Boyson, Rand Swiss, always appreciate the early morning. And that's our poll today on LinkedIn and X. Uh, Discam, clicks, do you have a, a, a preference? As Gary says they've been holding clicks. Uh, and it's, it's done. It's done all right. Discam, however, the last five years, not. Which is your preferred? Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and X. Your money knows that reaching new heights means turbulence. But what if you don't have to feel it? Our partnership with J.P. Morgan Asset Management gives you access to a broad range of global strategies. So when you invest in Stanlib's Global Multi-Strategy Diversified Growth Fund, your money can withstand the ups and downs caused by market fluctuations. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Taking now with Attila Kadikoy, uh, Levantine and Co. So I appreciate the early morning. The increase in Reg 28 offshore allocation being criticized by some. I, I spoke with Nick van Rensburg from All Weather Capital back in September. Uh, he says it's bad for the market. He says it's bad for the economy. You disagree. You say, hang on a sec. Actually, there's some real benefits here. And the increased limit is actually uh, good news for investors and ultimately the, 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 the country. Good morning. Yes, um, <clears throat> I think probably the best place to start from is what is our purpose here yeah. as investment professionals, and that is to optimize the returns based on our individual clients' risk profiles. So, 
if optimizing our clients' returns is investing offshore, we invest offshore. You know, the political story in, in a part of it, it's a separate thing. But along with that, um, one has to also consider that once the client, the investor, the pension holder, for example, is increasing returns in their portfolio, what does that mean for the economy in the long run? That means their purchasing power is going to increase in the long run. So if the, if, if the individual has arguments take 35, 40% of their portfolio investing overseas diversified portfolio, and that is yielding higher than if they were uh, investing 100% in South Africa, mm. well, that individual's purchasing power is gonna increase. At the end of the day, Let's take a simple example. If an individual, let's say there's no currency control in South Africa and you have two accounts, you have a current account with Rand and you have $1,000 in your South African bank, you're holding, forget interest, everything. Now, if that $1,000 against the Rand appreciates, what happens to the purchasing power of the individual in the country? That's, I think, quite a simple calculation. And, and the simple theory there is that that that, that you know, we're in South Africa. We're going to. I mean, there, there will be tax on 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 sales and 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 the like. But more importantly, that, that money will come back into the economy and 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 be spent locally because this is where we're where we're living. Absolutely. I mean, there's a difference between someone immigrating overseas sure. and investing overseas, living in South Africa, because you're contributing to the economy anyway by living here. You're a business, you're a business professional, your house is here, you're spending your income here. Now you're taking a portion of that overseas. And think of it also, you know, we're sitting in front of a computer and we're using Microsoft software. Mm -hmm. We may be driving an imported car. Mm -hmm. And when you invest in these companies, these growing companies, uh, you're gonna be benefiting from their income. Um, And what, you know, the thing that's important is it's not up to the individual to fund the country's economy. There's a lot of capital available for South Africa, as long as there's growth and there is um, uh, fiscal stimulus, a growing mm-hmm. economy. Then, you know, globally there is, if we consider com- complete global assets under management to about $110 trillion globally, around 10%, is allocated to uh, emerging markets, six and a half, seven to emerging market debt. So a portion of that, if there's good opportunity, will come to South Africa. We're not dependent on purely on individuals here. And I take the point on that, and it goes back to your your original statement right up front, which was quite simply, as investors, we want to find the best place to invest. Now, there are some great companies on IJSC, but we don't want to be restricted to that. We want to be able to say, at points in time, there are great companies in the rest of the world, and it's it's a big market out there. Yeah, and look, we've we've um, you know we're not. Uh, we're not the youngest people uh, on the block, and <laughs> yeah. you, will re- you will recall before 2008, uh, global financial crisis, the global economy, it was more normal. There was interest on, uh, there was a bit of inflation, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, with green pa- Greenspan starting the, cutting the rate cut cycle, we got close to, closer to zero, 2008, we had the huge crisis, and since then, we've had this abnormal environment where there's been almost globally, of course, I'm talking yeah. um, minimal zero inflation, zero interest rates, maybe negative interest rates, 
and huge amount of liquidity. Now, those that cycle ended in 2022. And now, you know, you have a, let's call it risk-free rate of almost 5% on the US dollar. That is the US government saying to you, um, I will pay you 5% per annum if you buy my treasury bill or yeah. my uh, uh, bonds. I mean, that's a substantial amount of return, even on fixed income now, that one cannot ignore. Um, and there's been arguments I've heard, like um, linking the weakness in the RAND in the last year, year and a half um, to, to REC28. While I would recommend listeners to look at the dollar index on their computers at DXY. And whenever you see uh, volatility in your currency, check if it's just your currency or the US dollar, for example, appreciating. And you will see it's to do with the rate cycle. Since 2022, the dollar has been appreciating pretty much against every currency. That's a good point because, I mean, we, we do as South Africans, and I often wonder if other sort of emerging markets are the same. We kind of look at our RAND as the rest of the world sort of voting on us. And every time it's weaker, we, we feel like the proteism, and it's stronger, we feel like the springboks. But, <laughs> but, 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 but truthfully, more often than not, we're just a, a, a boy on the ocean. And, and, and truthfully, it, it, it's all about what the dollar is doing. And that comes back to, to that point. You, you want to be investing where the money is. And truthfully, a lot of that is the largest market in the world. And 5% on U.S. government debt, that, that is a phenomenal return. Yeah. And think, uh, look, we uh, we are global investors. Yeah. Uh, we, manage, we manage globally diversified portfolios. And, for example, last year, uh, believe it or not, or not, the best market for us was Japan. Yeah. And uh, due to the weak yen and, you know, our uh, Japanese position appreciated over 20%. Now, that's something... A South African investor benefits from that money. Like we said, will be mm. spent in South Africa at the end of the day. But you only you only um, benefit from this by investing in a globally diversified portfolio. Yeah, because of and that's only a portion of your uh, total assets. Yeah, and that Reg Twenty Eight gets wrapped up. There's tax. You get yourself uh, an annuity. Yeah. There's tax. So you're going to pay it all back in tax. We'll leave it there. To Lakadi Koy, uh, Levantine and Co. Appreciate the early morning insights. When you stay invested over time in Stanlib's Global Multi-Strategy Diversified Growth Fund, your money's in for some smooth sailing. With our global partners, J.P. Morgan Asset Management at the helm, your money can withstand the pressure and bad weather day-to-day market conditions cause. All aboard? Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Chatting now with Louis Boto from Cliff Decker Hofmeyer. Talking tax, we had the uh, medium-term budget policy statement from the finance minister on Wednesday. Many saying not as bad as it could have been, but what he did mention was some tax hikes coming in the February budget, probably to the order of around $15 billion. Uh, Louis, appreciate the early morning. We get why the, the, there's the challenge, which is quite simply tech revenues are down, and, and that is the mining uh, uh, receipts, etc. We understand that part of it 15 billion how do you look at, at, at how they could potentially raise that money what sort of taxes could they bring is it just going to be simple bracket creep or or, or have they got perhaps more cunning options morning Simon. how's your listeners too um 
Simon, I think the, the changes are probably more going to take the form of tax policy changes potentially. So mm-hmm. bracket creep is one option. We did it last have a, we did last I think in 2019 or 2020 we had a we did not have a, a bracket creep adjustment and that brought in additional revenue. I think if you also look at what the minister indicated was that personal income tax in terms of the categories of tax collections was was actually a bit higher than expected. It was really the corporate income yeah. tax collections that they were a bit lower. So it's, it's, it could take the form of bracket creep, but it could also take the form of, of other tax policy um, changes being made. Maybe to put it into context, if one considers, for example, that the the incentives around renewable energy and solar solar installation incentives, those incentives jointly, uh, Treasury set aside about I think it was between 15 and 20 billion rand in the 2023 budget. So, and those were essentially tax policy changes that were that were announced to 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 incentivize. Um, Installation of solar, etc. So I think it, when you're looking at an amount of 15 billion, it's more likely to take the form of, of tax policy changes than 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 real increases of, of any tax rates. Um, you know, if we look at for example, corporate income tax rate, a very unlikely to increase because Treasury has pre- previously indicated that it's too high. So that because above above the average, it was yeah. increased decreased 27 percent last year. So I think I think in, in all likelihood, it's more potentially tax policy changes could take the form of racket creep, could take the form of certain incentives or deductions falling away. It, it, it remains to be seen that the, the medium-term budget policy statement never gives a lot of insight into that, so we'll, we'll really have to see the, what the nitty-gritty and details are in February 2024. One of the concerns going into that MTO was the idea that maybe there would be VAT, but as you know, 15 billion is not a VAT increase, and as you say, I mean, the, the 15 to 20 billion just on the rooftop solar could almost plug that hole. It would seem, notwithstanding, we have a low VAT rate for the region, for the continent, and, and, and truthfully for much of the world, that certainly seems off the table for February. Yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's unlikely that increase per se is not going to to do that. And typically, what we've seen when there's been a VAT increase, I think it was in 2018 or 19 when it mm. went from 14 to 15 percent. What followed after that was also a, quite a, aggressive lobbying and, and policy making in respect of um, certain categories of goods that were then zero rated. So, so yeah, I, I, I think it's. Again, you know, one one can't one can't one can't exclude anything. Completely. I mean, back in I think 2017, there was a very unexpected increase in the in the dividends tax rate from 15% to 20%. Yeah. So these things can happen, but I think it's, when I'm talking when I'm talking about 15 billion rand, it's it seems unlikely that it's that it's going to be a substantial that one is going to going to see a tax rate. He also, yeah, I take your point, and they also spoke around increased efficiencies in terms of collection. That, of course, being SARS. I mean, is there really much that can be done there? My sense is that SARS certainly has got a lot better over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, no, they, they definitely have. I think, it, and this, this, this is a continuation, largely of a, of a statement. I think it was made. I think it's last year, last year in TBPS, and also in the 2023 budget review, is, is that there would be a greater focus on. Tax administration and collections. I think uh, about three billion rand. I think was allocated. I think last year on the 2023 mm-hmm. budget for to improve um, SARS capacity and so on. So uh, what one is is seeing is and what they indicated then is there's, there's a large focus on, for example, um, ensuring compliance with transfer pricing, uh, which uh, and those kinds of yeah. orders can generate quite quite substantial revenue. I think there's also mention of the of the of the large number of state capture cases where they're trying to to increase collections and so on. So there, there is, I think, I think there is more potentially that that can be done. I think there's also there's also a lot of taxpayers that are not 
part of the tax base per se. And so I think one of the one of the drives is, is, is around getting everyone registered for tax that should be registered, for example. So so there is potentially more that can be done. Uh, you know, there's there's also an, an element of you know one doesn't know what is out there until they discover who is not <laughs> you know, for tax, for example. So um, so I think SARS um, has has, incre- has has improved substantially in, in that regard. And I think. What is still encouraging, and potentially that's also why the, the 15 billion rand figure is there, is that there seems to be a focus on improving tax administration collections, and because of that, maybe you know that that 15 billion rand maybe represented a tempered amount, which, which could have been higher had the focus not been on on um, on that percent, on the on the increased collections. Yeah. I hear you. I take your point on that. As we go to Cliff Decker Hoffmeyer, appreciate the early morning insights. That's it for today. We're chatting with Mateta Tulari from RMB uh, on Friday about Sabanya Stillwater that update a lot of pain. We asked if you were still holding this golden PGM miner. Three quarters said yes, but it is hurting. 15% said nope, given up hope. The rest say you prefer others. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and X. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, converting office to residential. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.